Amen. You can make your way back to your seat. Just remain standing for a moment if you would. Amen. It's good to be in our first chapel of the spring semester. So good to see all of our new students. Some of our some students who not who are not so new, maybe took some time off or maybe were online and now you've come back on campus. And of course all of our returning students so happy. Just makes me happy to see the chapel full, to see you all walking through the hallways and stumbling into your classes and then stumbling out of your classes. Stumbling in because you're tired, stumbling out because you're overwhelmed by the content that you're receiving. Um, God is good, and I'm thankful for every single one that are here. Amen. Thank you for all that's taking part in our service today, leading us to the presence of the Lord today. We're going to, in a little while, as we begin, as we wrap up the service, we're going to have a honor code ceremony, a signing ceremony for all of our new students, for all those that are new this semester. Or maybe some of you, maybe you're not new, but you have not signed the honor code this year. Maybe you came in the fall, but you missed our convocation or missed the signing ceremony. Maybe there's some faculty staff that way too. Uh, we're going to have time for you to sign the honor code and put your name alongside all your fellow students and faculty and staff and be a part of that. This is the 10th year of our honor code, so you'll be joining a couple thousand people who have already signed and committed to live their life by the principles and values of Scripture, and we're thankful for that. Amen. I want to start today in this first chapel. Uh, this will be familiar to our uh, students that were here in the fall. Uh, those that are new, you'll just be catching on the tail end of this, but I I did two parts of a series towards the end of the semester called The Principle of the Path, and I wanted to finish that. Did not get a chance to do the last set, the last uh, message in that series. So we're going to look at the third part of this series today called The Principle of the Path. I'm going to read to you first before you are seated in Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs 4, we're going to read verses 25, 26, 27. should have the ESV up on the screen for you. I'll be reading from the ESV. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25 says, Let your eyes look straight or directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Amen. Don't swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. God bless you. You can be seated. To catch you up, especially those who were not a part of the first two messages in this series, we looked at the first, uh, the first time together, the first message we talked about is direction, not intention that determines destination. It's the direction you're headed, not your intentions that determine the destination. When you get on I-70 and you head west, I don't care how much you wanted to go visit your friends at IBC. It does not matter how much you talked to them on the phone, how much you texted them. It doesn't matter how many plans you made to explore Indy together. It does not matter. I don't care how much time you spent planning on going to Indy. If you get on I-70 West, you're going to Kansas City. You're not going to Indy. 
Your intentions don't determine your destination. The direction you're headed determines destination. Now, the second lesson we looked at is that we asked what determines direction then. And we determined that it is submission that determines direction. It's not how much you know. It's not how much you learn. It's not how many facts you know. A lot of smart people make dumb decisions. It has nothing to do with how much you know. It has everything to do with whether you're submitted to God or not. That determines your direction, and direction determines destination. But today, I want to wrap it up by giving you one more thing to think about. That it's the things that capture our attention that affect the direction of our lives. It's the things that capture our attention that affect the direction of our lives. We've said, you've said it before. I've said it about particular things. That gra- just grabbed my attention. Some of you have already this semester said, she captured my attention. You weren't even expecting it. Just out of the blue, it just grabbed you. Caught you off guard. And here's a principle I want you to think about today. The things that grab for or capture our attention influence the direction of our entire lives because you turn toward those things that grab your attention. So attention affects your direction. That was a little loud, wasn't it, Sister Russell? Yeah, it was a loud loud. On every path that leads to disaster or destruction, there is always something very powerful and very emotionally engaging on those paths. Thus the term grabbed my attention. You ever thought about that? Grabbed my attention. I was heading one way and it grabbed me and turned me to go towards it. I had my mind set on one thing, but all of a sudden I saw it and it grabbed me. And now I'm off path. I'm headed a different direction. Because attention influences direction. And every direction has a predetermined destination. I'm just laying a foundation here. I want you to think about this, especially as our new students, you're going to sign this honor code and Pledge to live by certain values and principles. And those of you that already signed that, I want you to take time and kind of recommit yourself to what you committed to in the fall or maybe at the beginning of your journey here at Urshan. There are things that captured or grabbed your attention that you wish you would have only glanced at. There are some things in your lives that grabbed you, captured your attention, that you wish you would have just glanced at and kept going. You told yourself, I shouldn't go there. Shouldn't do that. But let me check and see if I shouldn't go there. Yeah, I, I shouldn't go there. But let me walk around back and see if I shouldn't go there. We do that all the time. Play around with our attention. Not realizing it's affecting our direction. You thought you were on the right path, but you've had to let some things grab you and turn you. Now you're headed a completely different way. 
Not only are there things that capture and grab our attention, but there are also things we choose to pay attention to. Give attention to. And there's a big difference between what grabs us or captures us versus what we pay or give attention to. Grabbing is all about emotion. Grabbed my attention, captured my, really it just captured my fascination. It, it captured my emotions. It captured my passions. Paying attention is all about intentionality. It's even when I don't feel like doing that, I'm going to pay attention to that. I'm going to keep my eyes set on that. It's a decision we make. So there's grabbing our attention, emotionally charged, and there's paying attention. It's intentional. It's a decision we make. I want you to think and be honest with yourself today. Looking back over your life, are there things you wish you would have paid more attention to? Do you have any regrets today? Any whatsoever? Do you wish you would have done something differently? Paid more attention to something different? For some of you or maybe somebody you know, how much different would life be today if you or they had paid more attention to? How much different would life be today if your parents had paid more attention to? If your friends had paid more attention to, you see, wherever our attention is, that influences the direction of our entire life. Right now, there are things that have grabbed your attention. Some of you, in the few days you've been on campus, there's already something you had a direction set, and something's already captured and grabbed your attention. Right now, there's some things that you've given attention to. And here's a simple observation. I'm going to make a general statement, okay? You can poke holes in this because there will be exceptions to it. But here's a simple, two simple observations. In general, in general, the things that tend to grab or capture our attention are potentially dangerous. You think it sounds good, it looks good, it feels good, but beware. If it grabbed you, if it captured you, potentially dangerous. On the opposite, though, in general, the things that I have to choose to give my attention to are generally the things that are better for me and set me up for success in the future. Because remember, grabbing is all about emotion and passion and and, and, and kind of catching us off guard, and it pulls us, it pulls at those human emotions. But when we pay attention to things. It's about intentionality. It's about making up our mind, making a choice. Because attention influences direction, and direction determines destination. Whatever you are paying attention to right now, you may think it's just a passing thing. But whatever you're paying attention to right now is ultimately influencing the rest of your life. I know some of you don't believe that. But whatever you're paying attention to right now morally, it's affecting the rest of your life. Whatever you're paying attention to academically, it's affecting the rest of your life. Whatever you're paying attention to right now relationally, it's not just for a moment. We learned that in the first lesson. 
The decisions you make relationally are not just a, a fling. Just, it's not just a moment. It's not just a date. It's not just a, a, a night out. It's, it's influencing the rest of your life. Throughout the scriptures, it seems that God reminded us of this very important principle about, throughout the vast majority of scriptures. He reminds us over and over again. Deuteronomy 7.12 and the NIV says, If you pay attention to these laws, pay attention to them, and be careful to follow them, follow the path, then the Lord your God will keep in His covenant with you as He swore to your forefathers. If you pay attention, if you are careful to follow, we're talking about a path here, but if you get distracted, very often we see in Scripture about the discipline that God will, like a father, give to his children. Psalm 119, verses 35 and then also 37 in the New King James Version says, Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Direct me in your paths, God. Put me on the right path. I want to put my feet on the right path and walk the right path because I know every path has a predetermined destination. Turn my eyes, verse 37, turn my eyes, my attention. Turn it away from worthless things. Don't let worthless things grab me. Don't let worthless things capture my attention. Don't let ungodly things capture me and grab me and pull my lust away. Don't let it happen, God. Put me on the right path. Because if I turn my eyes and I focus on worthless things, I'm drawn in the direction of worthless things. If we look at worthless things, we're going that direction because attention influences our direction. It's not just looking at something you shouldn't. It's not just gazing at something you shouldn't. It's not just thinking about something you shouldn't. When you do that, you have turned your direction and you begin heading away from the path that you have put yourself on and you've got path has a predetermined destination. We can all tell a story of something we gave attention to that ended up being worthless, a waste of time, or even worse. Some of you can look at lost siblings or lost loved ones or lost friends and you can look and you can maybe generally you can think, you know what, there was something they let grab them. Whether it was a fantasy or a passion or a lust. Or whether it was a hurt. Something that came that emotion. They grabbed them and pulled them in the wrong direction. Psalm 119.37. The beginning said, turn my eyes. Turn my attention away from worthless things. But the last part of that verse says, and revive me in your way. Revive me in your path. Put me on the right path, that path that leads to eternal life with you, that path that leads to the fulfillment of the calling you placed on my life. Put me on that path that leads me into the things you've called me to do. Read in our text in Proverbs 4, 25, let your eyes look straight ahead. Let them look straight ahead. Because whatever you let grab your attention can lead to trouble. And most of the time, these things are not straight ahead. They're to the right or to the left. That's why verse 27 says, don't turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Be intentional. Don't let something grab or capture your gaze. 
From time to time, we're going to be tempted to gaze. Gaze on things we shouldn't. There are times we cannot help ourselves. What I mean by that is, yes, we have control of our actions. We are not animals that have no control. We have the ability. Let me just throw this out there. The world has told a bunch of lies about men. And sadly, the church has even espoused this to some degree. That for some reason, men just can't control themselves. And so people have taught, people have taught um, holiness principles to women and say, you have to dress modestly, not because it's the best way, not because it pleases God, but because you don't want to trip that guy up and lead him into sin. That's a lie. That's a lie. I mean, we have to, we, we need to be careful we don't cause people to stumble. But let me tell you, men, you're, you're not an animal that has no choice in the matter. You have the ability to say no and say, I will not gaze that direction. I will not go that direction. I will not let that grab my attention. We need to be holy. We need to dress modestly. We need to live our life in a way that doesn't cause our brother or our sister to fall. But, oh, God, remove us from worthless things. Remove our gaze from worthless things. And let us turn our attention straight ahead to what you have for us. Oh, God. Our gaze will grab or capture our lives and our future. Matthew 6.22 says, the lamp of the body is the eye. In biblical days, people walking at night sometimes carry lamps or lanterns. Sometimes they'd be extended on a pole out in front of them as far as they could. Because the further ahead, the further they could see to walk. Makes sense. Wherever the light went, their bodies went. That makes sense. Pull that light, that lantern out of the pole. Dark around it. There's no street lights, no electricity back then. Wherever the light went, that's where their foot went. That's where their bodies went. And Jesus is telling us in this scripture, the things we see or pay attention to are like the lantern of our life. You follow, your life follows what you gaze at. Your life follows what you look at. Your life follows where you put your attention to. The end of that verse then says, If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. You focus on good things. It impacts your entire life for good. You focus on bad things. It impacts your entire life for bad when I see students going the wrong direction, I know without a doubt it's because they're gazing where they should not be gazing. It's not just a moment looking at pornography. Let me tell you, it is a direction you are headed because you are letting your attention be turned in that direction. Oh, God, set us free. Deliver us from worthless things. And let our eyes be set forward, straight ahead, not looking to the right, not looking to the left. God, put me on your path and in your way. Because attention influences direction. And direction determines 
destination. That's why the writer of Hebrews tells us in chapter 2, verse 1, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. We have to take heed. We have to pay attention. We know what we ought to do. We've heard enough preaching that if you all never heard one more message preached in your entire life, if you never heard one more professor teach you anything, you have heard enough teaching and preaching from God's Word in your short lifespan that you know everything you ought to do. You may not know the ins and outs of Revelation or why the old prophet said what he said. But you do know that if you put your eyes on Jesus and on Him alone and you set your heart and your affection on things above and not on things on the earth, you will find yourself going the direction and reaching the destination God has called you to. Come on, lift your hands to heaven right now. I want somebody to call on Jesus. Call on Jesus for a moment. Lift your voice. Jesus. God, we need you. We want to be holy. We want to be righteous. We live in an ungodly world, God, surrounded by ungodly things, worthless things. Deliver us, Lord. Help us to be lights in the darkness. Help us to be lights in the darkness. Help us to stand up for truth and righteousness. Let us live, oh God, in a way that pleases and honors you and you alone. Give me a few more minutes. The only way to keep from drifting away from what we know is right is to pay attention. Pay attention. Give your attention. Remember when I was 17 or 18, I can't remember, it was one of my last years, maybe my second to last year of Bible quizzing. We went to a tournament in Louisiana. All of us on the team were older, we were all of driving age, so... It's kind of nice for our coaches. We all got to take turn and drive the van. So we had a good six, seven, or eight drivers so it could share the load. I think we're all pretty decent drivers except for Billy. Uh, I don't know if I just finished my turn. I can't remember, but I was towards the back of the van, and I was just about dozing off. We were driving down four-lane road, just about to doze off. Then all of a sudden, that, that van swerved off the side of the road and then jerked back onto the road. Everybody in there wondered what in the world was going on. And old Billy, he's got his eyes. He's watching this crop duster come down, <laughs> dropping the stuff on the, on the plants and on the crops. And he's pointing, hey, guys, look at the plane. So we swerve off the road and. All of us about die. It was quite a. But whatever you get fixed on. You go head that direction. And it does not take long. At the speed this life's moving. It does not take long. But one split second. 
get your eyes off of what you're doing. And you're miles down the road. You're off in the ditch somewhere. You're on, on, on shaky ground. You're on gravel that, that's not meant to be driven on. You're, you're on grass that's not meant to be driven on. It, it does not take long. The, the pace of life we're living at. It does not take long for somebody to swerve off the side of the road. Facing sure destruction. Stare long enough at the wrong things. And you will steer your life in that direction. It's not something to play around with. It's not something to just dabble with and play with. It's not. It's so easy to see in somebody else's life. It's almost impossible to see in the mirror. Because we only see where we are right now. But he sees where we're headed. Just like the first lesson when I told you about that young man who was walking down the road headed to that lady's house in Proverbs 6. He couldn't tell where he was going, but the old man out on his balcony, he saw the whole path the young man was headed. There's two questions I want you to ponder today. I want you to come to terms with these two questions today. First of all, what has captured or grabbed your attention? Who has your affection? Affection, attention, they're synonymous. Is it a hobby, a job, a pursuit, a dream, a hope, a relationship? What has grabbed What's captured your attention or your affection? Oh, I'll just do it this once. I, I don't make a habit of it. Next week it becomes easier and easier. Until it becomes a habit. Your priorities in time would have nothing to do with God anymore. Oh, I'd never go that far. Some of you are saying, Brother McClintock, I hear what you're saying. It makes sense. But I, I would never, I, I'd never go that far. I, I, I would never, never do that. Then let me ask you, what path are you on? Because you could fool yourself all you want, thinking you're going to Indianapolis. When you're, you've been driving for an hour and a half. You're hitting Columbia already, headed towards Kansas City. I don't care how much you prayed about going to Indy. I don't care how much you prayed about seeing your friend. I don't care how much you've dedicated your life saying, I'm going to be used of you, God. I'm headed that way. No, you're headed. It's direction that determines destination. It's a path. Hear me. You don't break this principle. It breaks you. You don't break this principle. Principle of the path, you don't break it. It breaks you. You're special, every single one of you, but you're not special enough to break this. So what are you, what's captured or grabbed your attention? And then the second question, what is it you need to begin paying more attention to? We don't have to be yanked around by our emotions, grabbed every corner of the way. We can decide to pay attention. I understand there are addictions, there are struggles that people have. I get it. It's real. You don't just snap your fingers and it goes away. That's not the way it happens. 
But what you do is you start paying attention to the right things. You start saying, it is a lie of the enemy that I, ha- that I am a slave to this. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I have been set free. I can be delivered. Pay attention. Intentional attention to your spiritual life. Prayer. Fasting. Faithfulness. Faithful th- reading the word of God. Shut off social media. Get out. I, I know you have been convinced you cannot live life without Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. You can't live life. I understand you've been told that lie that you cannot live without it. But we're talking about a path. And somebody's got to get desperate enough that if it means I tear up that path and I never go down it again because I want the destination that's at the end of this path, then I will do whatever I have to do. Give me Jesus. Take the whole world, but give me Jesus. Why don't you stand with me right now? I want you to close your eyes for a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I want somebody to stretch their hand toward heaven. Come on, I want there to be some desperate young man, some desperate young woman. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Somebody reach out to him. Somebody pray for deliverance from worthless things and reach for the path that God has for you. Somebody reach for him.